Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Grace Thumser. And I'm Colin Schasperger. On tonight's show, we have our featured music, your LGBTQ news headlines, and the LGBTQ area event calendar. First, we turn to news director Noel Phillips with this week's LGBTQ plus news headlines. In the national news, Tennessee State Senator Mark Green, nominated by President Trump to be the next Army Secretary, has come under fire for past comments regarding transgender restroom laws and fighting terrorism. To think that some young young guy isn't going to take advantage of the system where we're going to allow guys to go into the bathroom, the women's bathroom, to think that that's not going to happen is just ridiculous. And, and further, if, if 300,000 women are raped every year, that means in the course of 10 years, there's 3 million women in America who are struggling with that issue. There, in 20 years, there's 6 million. So that means there are millions of women who potentially could be suffering the PTSD of having been raped, and, and they're sitting in a bathroom and they see a guy come walking in. I mean, how insensitive, how incredibly insensitive is that for the political left to think that this is just should be okay? My responsibility, very clearly in Romans 13, is to create an environment where people who do right are rewarded and people who do wrong are crushed. Evil is crushed. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to protect women in their bathrooms, and I'm going to protect our state against potential infiltration of Syrian ISIS people through a refugee program. And whoever wants to stand up and take me on on that, I'm ready to fight. Some, including transgender Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner, who spoke out against him in a Monday appearance on Tucker Carlson Tonight, have taken his statements to mean that he thinks transgender people are evil and must be crushed. That I'm really concerned with kind of the next move for the Trump administration is uh, Mark Green, who's a Republican from Tennessee, uh, Senator, and he's up for Secretary of the Army. And this guy has come out with some of the most anti-LGBT statements ever, calling me uh, a trans person as a disease. I hate to tell Mark Green, I don't have a disease, okay? Um, He called about fighting the the bathroom issue as uh, I've, you know, the Bible tells me I have to go after evil. Green has also supported a Tennessee law that would require local governments to do business with private companies regardless of whether their human resources policies allow discrimination against LGBTQ employees. The senator was quoted suggesting that the Tennessee governor refused to issue licenses for same-sex marriage because the state did not vote to support it, as well as referring to transgenderism as a disease in a September speech to the Chattanooga Tea Party. Following Donald Trump's first 100 days in office, a New York Times editorial draws the conclusion that many LGBTQ people already knew that Trump was being dishonest when he claimed he was a friend of the community. The New York Times editorial, however, did not note that gay men are being tortured and killed in Chechnya, and when U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson visited Russia last week, there was no statement from either him or President Trump on these human rights violations. And there was no mention of Vice President Mike Pence, a guiding hand in the administration's stances on LGBTQ issues. 
In fewer than 90 days, the Trump administration has rolled back nearly every advance in LGBTQ rights put forward by the Obama administration that did not, like the marriage equality ruling, come from the federal courts. These actions have encouraged the states to push for more bathroom bills and other anti-LGBTQ discrimination, particularly in employment and public accommodations. Last month, Texas put forward its own restroom bill, which goes much further than North Carolina's HB2. The Texas law is so broad, according to the Dallas Morning News, it would also gravely impact women in employment and other areas. Pence has also been a proponent of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. In the 2014 Hobby Lobby decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, the conservative majority expanded the interpretation of the law to include corporations. Businesses can use religious beliefs as an excuse for refusing service to LGBTQ people. These laws have also been applied repeatedly to justify firing LGBTQ people. Hillary Clinton on Thursday warned that President Donald Trump could roll back progress on LGBTQ rights. We've learned something important, that the progress that we fought for, that many of you were on the front lines of, and that we've celebrated and maybe even taken for granted, may not be as secure as we once expected. Some of the changes we're seeing may seem small, but they matter a great deal if you're the person affected. Like, for example, whether or not you're counted in the census. Others carry historic significance, like the future of the Supreme Court. And it is not just here in our country that we're seeing clouds gathering on the horizon. As religious freedom bills make their way through the state legislatures around the country, Republican lawmakers are not exercising caution in their public appearances. While speaking to students at Grable High School and Middle School on Thursday, Senator Mike Enzi of Wyoming responded to the question, quote, what work are you and your comrades doing to improve the life of the LGBT community in Wyoming? How do you plan to help Wyoming live up to its name as the equality state? End quote. We always say in Wyoming, you can be just about anything you want to be as long as you don't push it in somebody's face. You can, you can, I, I know a guy that wears a, a tutu who goes to bars on Friday night and always surprised he gets a plaque. <laughs> so he kind of asks for it a little bit. That's, that's the way that he winds up with that, that kind of a problem. And uh, I'd be interested in any solutions that you have for how we can make that all work better. Wyoming Democratic Party Chair Joe Barbuto condemned Enzi's comments, saying in a statement that the sentiment expressed was, quote, not just inappropriate, it was ugly and indicative of a kind of backwards thinking that has no place in today's society. It only makes matters worse that his remark was made to a group of young students. Let me be clear, no one deserves or is asking to be punished for simply being who they are. The senator should already know that, end quote. In addition to implicitly condoning bullying, Enzi's comments were also problematic because he implied that homosexuality is something you can choose. Scientists disagree. Years of research suggests that people can't change their sexual orientation because they want to, and that trying can cause mental anguish. Some studies also suggest that being gay may have a genetic or biological basis. Enzi has since apologized for what he called a poor choice of words and said his intention was to describe a need for tolerance and civility. In other national news, Provincetown, Massachusetts is offering a summer exchange program for LGBTQ youth living in the South. The aim of the program, known as Summer of SAS, is to match young people with host families who will provide a safe and welcoming summer home away from home. Recent federal data suggests that LGBTQ young adults are significantly more likely than their heterosexual and cisgender peers to harbor suicidal thoughts and behaviors, often related to bullying. 
The motivating force behind Summer of Sass is Kristen Becker, a Provincetown comedian who grew up in Louisiana and remembers what it was like to have to hide that she was gay. Terrifying accounts of three transgender women recently murdered in Louisiana increased the fear. Now, the South that seemed tricky to navigate while Becker was growing up sounds even more dangerous, she said. Provincetown residents have stepped forward to donate frequent flyer miles to offset plane ticket costs. Local businesses are offering jobs to new arrivals, and host families have opened their homes. Organizers hope to raise money in the future to continue to offset the costs of the program. In global news, the first round of voting in French national elections concluded with top two candidates Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen ready to face each other in a May 7th runoff. The National Front's Le Pen is a nationalist who would like France to leave the EU. The far-right candidate is, according to some polls, drawing more support from LGBTQ people than the public at large. Interestingly, Le Pen opposes same-sex marriage and adoption. I think the adoption for homosexual couples, which is the direct consequence of homosexual marriage, is deeply regrettable for the simple reason that there are such things as biological realities. However, National Front leaders say LGBTQ people are far more worried about being attacked by Muslims on the street. Just last Thursday, an openly gay police officer was killed on the Champs-Élysées by a gunman reportedly connected to the Islamic State. Le Pen supporter Kelvin Hopper, 25, told the Associated Press, quote, Faced with the current threats, particularly from radical Islam, gays have realized they'll be the first victims of these barbarians, and only Marine is proposing radical solutions, end quote. During a 2010 campaign speech in Lyon, Le Pen said some areas of France have become, quote, subject to religious laws that replace the laws of the republic. I hear more and more testimonies about the fact that in certain districts, it is not good to be a woman, homosexual, Jewish, even French or white, end quote. Polls for the final runoff currently have Le Pen at 38 percent, with Emmanuel Macron, the centrist candidate who supports same-sex marriage, on 62 percent. For Blooming Out on WFHB, I'm Noelle Phillips. And thank you, Noelle, for the news for this week. And it is time for our first um, music break this evening. Brooklyn-based performer Macy Rodman is gearing up to release her debut full-length album, The Lake, teasing the new project with a lyric video for She Will Be a Relic One Day. Premiered through Sweat Equity, the visual sees Rodman's floating head mouthing her lyrics against a stark back black, stark black backdrop. The transgender pop star previously released an official music video for the song, which saw Rodman thrashing around a DIY set as a lyric video visual screened behind her. I was angry about the threat of a fascist regime, and I didn't know what I could do about it, Rodman said of the track. In the end, the song for me is about harnessing rage and fighting the urge to be reckless with it. Here is Macy Rodman with the song, She Will Be a Relic One Day.
That was Macy Rodman with She Will Be a Relic One Day. Look out for her uh, new upcoming album, The Lake, coming out soon. Uh, And now Colin and I are going to discuss the news a little bit uh, that we got from Noelle. Yes, Yes, there was quite a bit of news this week. I was kind of shocked to see how much of it there was. And a lot of this... I mean, uh, quite a bit of this stuff I didn't really know about. So oh yeah, I'm kind no, of surprised I that I, you know, that I didn't see the, a lot of this before now. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a lot that's happening. Yeah, uh, 
why don't we go ahead and start with just kind of Trump's first hundred days? It's uh, shocking how much has happened with LGBTQ rights that I hadn't even heard about um, that apparently, you know, he's rolled back a lot of rights that uh, the the Obama administration put forth for the LGBTQ people. Right. I'm surprised how quiet that slipped by because I hadn't heard a single thing about it. So it was kind of shocking to me that, you know, that happened. And and I feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to remain optimistic, but I Mm -hmm. feel like it's just going to get worse from there. You know, you've got the First Amendment Defense Act, Mm -hmm. um, which failed um, last time in Congress, you know, with Obama or through um, when Obama was president. But then now with Trump as president, um, it'll be interesting to see if that gets passed. Yeah. You know, it was it was really interesting that, you know, there were a lot of people when Trump first got uh, elected into office who, you know, were thinking big picture, we'd lose marriage equality, this and that. But it's really a lot of these little things, you know, bathroom bills, things like that, that are uh, local more than national that are affecting, you know, that affect everyone, but you don't hear about them because they're not, you know, maybe local to you. Right. I mean, and they're, they're, you know, while they might be local things, you know, they're still huge deals. I mean, these are, these are huge deals. And I don't think that sometimes I think people outside of the community don't realize how big of a deal it is to not be able to use, you know, the restroom that Mm. you identify with, you know, things, things like that. That's, that's huge. And I can't imagine what, you know, life would be like, like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we heard, um, uh, that Wyoming Senator Enzi talking about uh, how he, victim blaming, basically, that you're asking for it. If you go somewhere, if you go into a bar in a tutu as a man, you're asking to be beat up, that sort of thing. I think that's a really dangerous, um, dangerous thought process that a lot of people have that, you know, you're you're asking to be targeted and I think that's a, what a lot of uh, Republicans and Trump administration is kind of their thought process with the LGBTQ community. Right. Well, and I think that's a good way to, to kind of segue into what happened this week with Senator Mike Enzi. So for those who maybe um, weren't listening to uh, before, um, Senator Mike Enzi, he's a state senator in Wyoming. And while he was speaking to students at Grable High School and Middle School on Thursday, um, he was responding to the question, what work are you and your comrades doing to improve the life of the LGBT community in Wyoming? How do you help to plan or how do you plan to help Wyoming live up to its name as the equality state? Uh, and he essentially responded by saying that he knows um, a guy who goes into bars in a tutu and gets into fights mm-hmm. and then said that that guy, he brings it on himself. He, he brings those attacks on himself. Yeah, that, I mean, it's just such a naive way of thinking and it's. The same victim blaming we see in, you know, issues of rape, issues of uh, trans issues, everything like that. Um, That's it's not he's not bringing it on to himself. And it's also a very specific example he's brought up when asked what work he's doing for the LGBT community. Right. It's very beside the point and um, not not appropriate at all well and then if you put it in if you look into the context a little bit more and it's wrong if you say that in general but then to respond 
in that way mm-hmm. to middle school and high school students who ask you that question. Yeah, yeah. You know, to res- and, and to respond in a way like that, that's just ridiculous. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's incredibly rude. Absolutely. So, and it- I mean, it is worth mentioning that, um, he apologized for this, um, which is not something we see a lot from these types of situations, but he called it a poor choice of words, which um, is a bit so, telling because it, 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 it is more his thought process behind it that is disturbing, not quite the right, choice of right. words. It's, that it's, it's not the words that he said. And, and essentially by saying that, mm-hmm. he's saying that's what he still believes. He just should have said it in a different way or a more appropriate mm-hmm. way. And that's, you know, so he didn't really fix anything in that right, apology. Absolutely. No, not, nothing at all. Um, yeah. To, and I think to go back to the to Donald Trump's first 100 days, um, you know, Noel talked about uh, and brought up the Chechnya stuff mm, that was happening. Absolutely. And that is that was something this week that I did notice um, mm-hmm. earlier last week. I got a New York Times notification on my phone um, with their newest article that came out April the 21st. It's called They Starve You, They Shock You Inside the Anti-Gay Program in Chechnya. Um, and that I remember I was sitting at Starbucks drinking my coffee uh, in the morning when I saw that pop up. I opened it on my phone and I had to keep I had to hold back tears sitting oh, in yes. Starbucks just reading the, the quotes that they have from people who are struggling. And this article does a really good job of of explaining, you know, what it's like for gay men who are living mm-hmm. in Chechnya right now and who are going through that. And they have got these really, really I don't the situations that they describe just almost yeah, brought me to tears. Absolutely. And it's worth mentioning also the um the witch hunt that goes on with anyone who's trying to um out this story because there's so much denial from the government of Chechnya and uh you know, reporters, journalists, people who are reporting on the um on the concentration camps are being you know, they're being killed, they're being hunted down, they're having to flee Chechnya because they don't feel safe being there anymore because they're trying to get out this story, which the government just keeps denying. Right. Which is crazy because it's so undeniable. Right. In the in the New York Times article, it talks about the, the methods that they use to capture mm. gay men. And, I, and that's what really, really bothered me mm-hmm. that they use dating apps to find gay people and then ambush them and so with the the main character in the new york times story said that he had started with a chat room conversation with a very good old friend who is also gay and who suggested that they meet at an apartment and then when he arrived however he was greeted not by his friend but by agents who beat him Later, mm-hmm. they strapped him to a chair, attached electrical wires to his hands with alligator clips, and began an interrogation. And they, you know, electrocuted him. They asked him, you know, who do you know? And mm-hmm. there's multiple different people in the story who say how they, some of them gave the names of people that they knew, and some of them, some, some of t- them yeah. didn't. Which, I mean, th- there's no shame to it, because obviously that's probably pretty extreme levels of torture. Um but yeah, to me, this is, I, I can't help but be reminded of what happened in Brazil during the Olympics. Um, they were targeting 
uh, gay uh, Olympians and fans through dating apps as well, which is just, I, yeah, that that's so horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a, yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely really hard for me to read mm-hmm. and, and it helped put things in perspective for me that, yeah, things, you know, here are getting mm-hmm. rather scary, you know, under the, the Trump administration. But, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like right, to live in absolutely. Chechnya. And it definitely made me appreciate what I have here and the way that I'm able to live yeah. here. And a little piece of hope here the russian lgbt network has set up an emergency hotline and has began to evacuate victims um and evacuate gay men who are um worried about becoming victims um and i think they reported so far at least 12 or so people they've been able to evacuate um which is great i mean obviously we want this to end altogether but it's important to start keeping people safe and that's great that the russian lgbt network is doing that right but i think the thing that angers me is that uh nothing has been said by our president nothing has been said said by rex tillerson um who was in russia just a week ago right and and um you know a few weeks ago we talked about how there's been um a letter um, signed by senators in the mm-hmm. Senate. But then a few days ago, uh, Marco Rubio, uh, the Republican senator, he was actually the first person to speak out against what's happening in Chechnya uh, on the Senate floor. Um, and he said, mm-hmm. um, we should use our voice on the global stage to call attention to these horrifying acts and to ensure that they are condemned in an appropriate way, ultimately in the hopes that they will be stopped. We should never, ever tolerate human rights violations against any person for their political views, their religious beliefs, or their sexual orientation. That that about sums it up. That's a great statement because I think what's important living in the U.S. is that we do have a very global platform. Uh, A lot of the world looks to the U.S. to make decisions to... uh, you know, as a leader, because we are the only superpower as of now. And it's really important that we have that global stage. That's why it's been, you know, so hard having Trump be our leader um, as we are a face in the global arena. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely surprised to hear that it came from him first. Yeah, Um, You know, because he's not necessarily, I would say, a friend to the LGBTQ community. And I kind of have some mixed feelings about it. You know, I'm very, very happy that it's being talked about and that he brought it up. But at the same time, I feel like his record, uh, you know, going again, you know, voting against every single mm-hmm. LGBT bill that has gone in front of him, yeah. you know, he, he's voted against and um, voted to take away LGBTQ rights. It's kind of, it's like, really, you think that you can get up and talk about this first right. and we're right. not going to forget everything else that you've done. And yeah, I would say that's probably, you know, a power play for him and a popularity thing. But it is worth, I mean, you know, it's a trade-off for the fact that he is putting it out there as fact. Uh, Trump has not stated it as fact as of now. Um, the fact that he's, you know, making a statement about it from the Senate and stating it as fact, that's what we need right now. Because right. I think there are still a lot of people uh who aren't believing that this is happening at all right and it his uh him giving the speech he's gotten mixed reviews Mm -hmm. about it there's definitely been a lot of positive things from different lgbtq 
organizations. The Human Rights Campaign uh, tweeted a video of his speech, and the president, uh, the HRC president, Chad Griffin, tweeted, With lives at stake, hope other members will follow Marco Rubio's lead and speak out against the LGBTQ human rights atrocities in Chechnya. Um, also, the cha- transgender rights um, tweeted, thank you very much for these words, Senator Rubio. On mm-hmm. behalf of the LGBT community, it is so appreciated. Yeah. yeah. But there's also been a lot of backlash against it. A lot of people saying, you know, I don't really know how I feel about mm-hmm. you saying this because, you know, you haven't been very supportive in the past. So Right. Well, yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's something that people have a issue with or kind of have some internal conflict with like we don't want to forgive him but also he is doing something for us and yeah I guess I would say he doesn't exactly get a pat on the back from me but it is good to see it being brought to the senate right I think I think it's good that it's being brought on the floor yeah regardless of who it is from yeah yeah, from whoever whomever it's just it's something that needs to be talked about and it and more than anything, Trump has to address it. And it gives me hope that it is being brought up. You know, it gives me hope that Mm -hmm. maybe this will be addressed more. You know, maybe this will be made a bigger deal in in the House and in the Senate and and with maybe the president, you know, because that's that's something that's discouraging to me. The fact that it's not I don't feel like being talked about very much. Yeah, I have seen it um, being spread wider through uh, periodicals. The New York Times, you mentioned things like that. Washington Post, it's um, it has been gaining some traction there. So I I am hopeful that we're going to, you know, put a little more attention to this. Um, Something that definitely needs uh, attention right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to go to the top of the hour and get the weather and ID from Sarah here, and then we will be back with a music break. And you are listening to listener-supported WFHB, Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, Nashville, Community Radio for South Central Indiana on four frequencies and, of course, online all the time at WFHB.org quick look at the weather here from the firehouse station during blooming out on wfhb right now it's about 57 degrees here Uh, it's overcast cloudy and tonight we'll have a low of about 48 with some clouds here and there that chance of rain very slight through the evening tomorrow high of 74 with showers in the morning with isolated thunderstorms in the afternoon Uh, that chance of thunderstorms increasing until the evening with a low of 62 thunderstorms a few of them may be severe uh, so look out for that. Uh, rainfall is uh, estimated to be potentially over one inch, so please stay dry. Saturday, thunderstorms are 100% likely, high near 80 degrees, uh, with a chance of rain of 100%. Also, a ton of rain coming, one to two inches is expected. And then rounding off your Saturday night, thunderstorms continue to be likely through the evening, then they become more scattered later on. chance of rain, low of 66. Now we're going to take you right back to Grace and Colin for Blooming Out on WFHB. All right, for the second break of the the music break of the evening, Brooklyn-based Boy Radio announced this week he'll be releasing his debut full-length album, Neon Romance, featuring lead single Golden Boy. The 12-track LP will be available on boyradio.net. 
In addition to new music, upon release, fans will receive a special digital arts and lyrics booklet in, designed by Argentina-based collagist Molo Kid and shot by NYC photographer Courtney Charles. My debut release is going to be very unconventional, Boy Radio says of Neon Romance. I will be breaking a lot of rules, but I hope it connects me to the, the listeners who get me, the ones who discover me organically and develop a sonic relationship with me. With his single, Golden Boy, here is Boy Radio. I'm a golden boy with a broken heart Golden boy with a diamond heart I'm a golden boy with a breaking heart I'm a golden boy with a diamond heart Could you let me know, let me know when you feel the need Trying to get your kisses You've been calling out my name 
Not when I can't stay though. Your favorite song is by me, and your favorite boy is called Radio, Radio, Radio. Could you let me know? Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from the back door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there is something for everyone, every day of the week. The back door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar, and more information can be found on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Quarry Land Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information can be found at quarryland.org. Ahead of their forthcoming new album, Pollination, iconic rock pop group Blondie has released a new single called Fragments. The song is a cover of an unkindness original now reimagined in Blondie style. Fragments is the third track to be released off Pollination, which is due out May 5th. Collaborators said to be on the album also include Sia, Charlie XCX, Laurie Anderson, Joan Jett, Smith's guitarist Johnny Marr, and The Strokes' Nick Valenci. With with their latest release, Fragments, here is Blondie.
That was Blondie Fragments. And we're back to discussing the news a little bit here. Um, Interesting news with uh, the possible Army Secretary, uh, Mark Green. Oh, yes. Let's talk about let's talk about that. So uh, just to to recap that story, Tennessee uh, State Senator Mark Green nominated by uh, President Trump to be the next Army secretary. He came under fire for past comments regarding transgender restroom laws and fighting terrorism. Yeah, so basically he has been saying or has said that uh, transgender restroom laws that uh, protect transgender people are actually um, going to be harmful to women who have survived rape, um, how their PTSD could be bothered from uh, men entering the restrooms, which is not the case. They would still be women entering the restrooms. Um, and he, you know, he holds the belief that men are going to take advantage of restroom laws. Right. Well, and he's also called Syrian refugees ISIS people. Mm-hmm. And he's also called transgender bathroom, like, fights evil. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um and I mean, I can't, I can't which... <laughs> believe some of this other stuff that he said. That like the Bible says that the function of government is to reward and protect people who mm-hmm. live honorably. And it's like, well, okay, that's right. And what, if you can, if you believe that, like that's that's fine. But you can't really just pick and choose who the government's going to serve. The government's mm-hmm. supposed to serve all of us, all of the citizens, not just whichever ones you pick and choose and then you can just ignore all of the people that you think are evil right That's and not... he's he's relating those who live honorably uh with the um trans issues implying that trans people aren't living living honorably which is very opinion based very much not something you know a senator 
and possible army secretary should be saying. Right. Well, and then you have to remember, yeah, he's going to be the army secretary. And it's like, ooh, do I trust this person, Mm -hmm. you know, in a position like that in the military? Yeah, especially when, I mean, a lot, the army is to defend uh, Americans. And, you know, who, who are they defending? If he's picking and choosing who he thinks is honorable, who he thinks is evil, who who are we defending, you know? Right. And I've got a, an article here. This is from Politico, um, where he Green said, the liberal left painting, he's, they're painting me as a hater. And talking about how, <laughs> you know, and then he turns it around and blames this on what he calls the liberal left. Yeah, which we've, you know, which is something Trump said a lot, which is something... Uh, we've heard a lot of um, Republicans use that kind of rhetoric, um, making the liberal left sound like some sort of um, harsh, bad thing. Right. Here's a here's what he posted on Facebook uh, earlier on Tuesday. He said, the liberal left has cut and spliced my words about terrorism and ISIS, blatantly falsifying what I've said. Mm-hmm. Which... You know, there's no way to cut and splice saying that Syrian refugees are part of ISIS because that that's just something that he believe or something that he said that we know a lot um, a lot of people, a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservative Republicans believe a lot of they believe that Syrian refugees are all going to be a part of ISIS. You know, it's something Donald Trump has said himself. Um it's you know it's ridiculous to imply that he didn't say that it's the same thing Donald Trump did a lot through his campaign where he would say these ridiculous things and then completely deny saying them which is a ridiculous tactic um for you know government for <laughs> right campaigning. right and so so here's what he said on on the radio program uh he said evil is crushed So I'm going to protect women in their bathrooms, and I'm going to protect our state against potential infiltration of Syrian ISIS people through a refugee program, he said. And he's gotten a lot of, you know, of backlash from it. The New York Times reported um, different LGBT groups' criticisms of what he said uh, and the fact that Trump's going to select him as the Army Secretary. Mm -hmm. Um, The American Military Partner Association, which is the largest group of LGBT military families, said that Green has made a shameful political career out of targeting LGBT people for discrimination. And their president, Ashley Broadway Mark, She said that Green has a vicious anti-LGBT record and cannot be entrusted Mm. to ensure all those who serve have the support they need and deserve. Mm. That's very well put because that is something that's been important. I mean, even recently, I mean, with Don't Ask, Don't Tell, it wasn't uh, so long ago. It's pretty recent developments that, you know, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was abolished, that we have, um, you know, uh, LGBT men and women and et cetera in the military. And, uh, you know, it's it's already hard. It, like, it's hard enough. It's It's been a hard journey to get there. And now this could just be such a setback for that, you know. Right. 
I mean, these things are definitely hard for me to to read. You know, when it mm-hmm. pops up, like here's mm-hmm. more things that he said. Uh, this is when he was speaking. Uh, he told the Chattanooga Tea Party at an event last year. He's quote, "If you poll the psychiatrists, they're going to tell you that transgender is a disease." That's yeah. And and I think to me, if Donald Trump is choosing to, or President Trump is choosing to put, you know, this man in power. You know, even though he says all of these things, what does that say about President Trump and what he believes? Exactly. And, you know, Donald Trump has a history of saying whatever he wants, the pe- he thinks the people want to hear. But uh, when you see his picks for his cabinet and, you know, his vice president, things like that, that's where you see his real thoughts, his real beliefs coming out. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Well, uh, Grace, it's been great discussing the yeah, news absolutely. with you. And uh, well, we've got to move on to our next music break uh, of the absolutely. evening. While at BBC Radio One's piano sessions, Out 100 honoree Serpent with Feet put a fresh spin on Love Drought from Lemonade. The Beyonce cover, a risky move in the music industry, is majorly stripped down and infused with emotion, making this version uh, Serpent with Feet's own. Here is Love Drought, covered by Serpent with Feet. Ooh, 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 
feelings I'm in my feelings Tell me what did I do wrong Ten times out of nine I'm only human Tell me what did I do wrong Oh, And to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. On Sunday, join DJ Aaron Tilford at Monsieur. Monsieur is a weekly event at the Root Cellar Lounge beneath Farm Bloomington. DJ Tilford will start spinning the beats beginning at 8 p.m. The LGBTQ plus culture center is holding their end of the year bash tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. The event is free and open to everyone. There will be cookout food, lawn games, a DJ, and memories to be made. Finally, on both April 29th and 30th, help celebrate 15 years of Quarryland Men's Chorus by attending their spring concert. You have two opportunities, April 29th at 7.30 p.m. or April 30th at 3 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at bctboxoffice.org. And more information about the concert can be found on Facebook. That is all the time that we have for you this evening. Uh, once again, we encourage you to get... Uh, uh, we would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. And if you're interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. 
You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at BloomingOutWFHB, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. The news director is Noel Phillips. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. For Blooming Out, Grace Thumser and Jeff Poling, I'm Colin Schasperger. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or BloomingOut.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out. <laughs>